The Angels have invited 38 non-rostered players to spring training, and since these are the guys that we're probably going to be watching at least the first couple of days, let's talk about who they are, and let's talk about who John and I will be watching, and who might make the Major League roster in 2023. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There is something so fun when you talk about spring training and that baseball season is here. I'm so excited about that. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and also make sure you click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Valentine's Day to you and thanks for being here with us for Locked On Angels where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John and that's my brother Mike and my name is Mike and that's my brother John what a lovely day to talk Angels baseball and as lifelong fans of this team we've seen our fair share of spring trainings Mike and this year in particular seems to be pretty exciting number one because we have quite a few players in the world baseball classic so they won't be at spring training but that does give the Angels an opportunity to invite 38 non-roster invitees to spring training and it gets us a look at some potential future big leaguers, some guys who can make a big impact even this season. I got my Trash Pandas hat on today because we're talking about a lot of double-A guys as well. So let's get into talking about the 38 non-roster players who are invited to spring training. And then in just a few, I'll give you picks to watch for over spring training. And then you're going to share who you're watching in spring training. But let's talk about this list here. All right, so we broke them up into left-handed pitchers, right-handed pitchers, catchers, infielders, and outfielders. So if you're uh, watching or listening, you can play along. So let me talk about the left-handed pitchers for just a moment. There's a couple of names you'll probably recognize, like Jonathan Diaz and... Kenny, Kenny Rosenberg. I love Kenny. Uh, Both of those guys have been on the major league roster. In fact, John, you and I were at a game where Jonathan Diaz came in and took over for Jaime Berea. Yes. And he pitched like, I think maybe eight in the third innings. Eight eight shutout innings, I think. Yeah. He looked looked fantastic. And we really like him, even though he hasn't really made a huge impact. I'd love to see him get a shot somewhere on the roster. Of course, Kenny Rosenberg has come up and he's been hit or miss, but he's just a, seems like a fun guy to have on the team. Mm -hmm. Jake Kalish is another left-handed pitcher. He has been with the Trash Pandas. Eric Torres, I'm actually going to talk about him later. And uh, Cam Vu, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Vo. Cam Vo is another left-handed pitcher. Uh, that has been invited to spring training. Now there's 16 right-handed pitchers and rather than just listing all 16, just know that that's almost half the roster of non-invitees or non-roster invitees. Now, something that you're going to want to watch for friends is Sam Bachman, of course, the number one pick in the 2021 draft. I'll talk about him a little bit later. Coleman Crow is somebody that the uh, Angel fans are going to watch for because he's been a, a starter for Double A and somebody definitely worth watching. Chris Davinsky was signed uh, to a minor league deal and could play a factor in the bullpen this season. Yeah. Mason Erla is also somebody that I'm interested in watching. Mike Ben Joyce, of course, who throws some high heat, right? And yeah. uh, Luke yes. Murphy, Gerardo Reyes, who's been around the league and also might be a contributor to the bullpen. Cesar Valdez, who we've seen before out of the bullpen. Nash Walters, 
and Austin Warren are also invitees. Austin Warren, of course, was on the 40-man. He got DFA'd. Fortunately, we were able to keep him around, and uh, everybody knows that we're big fans of Austin Warren and Andrew Wentz, so those two together uh, just seem to make sense. And then uh, Kenyon Yovan is somebody that has gotten a lot of attention lately. Not Keenan yeah. Middleton, but Kenyon Yovan. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Keenan. He was, that was a while ago. Yeah, All right, yeah. So let's, 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 not, let's move past that. Yeah, let's let's move, move past that. Let me talk about catchers. There's a couple of names you probably will recognize, like Chad Wallach, and yes. I will talk about him later. I really like Chad. And then Edgar Caro, who is somebody that has really been um, I, I guess he's really captured the the attention of Angel fans, but also baseball fans mm-hmm. because he's in the top 100 for, for Keith, prospects. Keith Law's top 100 prospects, Edgar Caro was included in that one, so that was great yeah, to see. Yeah, a couple of names: Miles Emerson, Jose Godoy, and then Anthony Mulrine are mm-hmm. other names that you'll you'll probably see play pretty often. Might even get some starts, but these will be, probably be the guys that you'll see show up maybe in the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings during spring training. The infielders, there are six of them. You've got Jeremiah Jackson, who we've heard a lot about over the last couple of years taylor jones jake lamb of course number one pick from 2022 zach netto will be there as well that'll be fun to watch kevin padlow and then kyron paris who has also been around for a while and somebody that we've talked about a lot on locked on angels for the outfielders there's six names uh here's a couple of names that i have really stood out to me jordan adams will be out there and ryan aguilar john who came up last year and we were kind of excited about him in fact it was really cool to have an interview with his dad when ryan got i think it was his first major league hit Mm -hmm. and you can see the emotion and feel his emotion he was really excited for his son and then a guy that you have paid attention to that you talked about often on this pod is Trey Cabbage. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah. And he's one of those players that you're like, I wonder, I wonder if he just got a shot. Like if he was able to play on the Marlins or if he was able to play on the A's, right. like would he be somebody that would be really exciting, right? And then Aaron Whitefield is somebody that we have seen on the major league roster before. And uh, he is from Australia. He's playing in the WBC and he came up and actually played for a little bit. It's interesting as you read through some of these names, John, you can see how much we needed depth and and yes. how much we needed major league players because some of these names were like yeah they were on the major league roster last season mm-hmm. like they were up playing for us starting in games and so it, it really goes to show how we were so desperately in need of some major league players and Perry Manassian went out this offseason and got them it's going to be great to get a look at these guys because like I mentioned earlier just the fact that the WBC is happening and Shohei's in it, Trout's in it, Sandoval, Fletcher, a number of guys, Estevez. So that will give these guys a chance to kind of show their stuff in spring training. Now, with that said, I would caution Angel fans and fans of baseball in general, don't worry about the wins and losses here. Just enjoy the game that's being played. And if there's uh, breakout moments from like Sam Bachman where you're like, oh man, did you see that nasty pitch, right? Those are the things that you're going to look for in spring training and the things that you want to watch for. Look at how these guys have taken a step forward from last season or maybe look up their stats and kind of consider, okay, this is where they were. This is what's being said about them. We'll do a little bit of that for you here on today's show. But again, go into spring training, take everything with a grain of salt because this is really a, a talent display at this point. And it gives the Angels a chance to say, hey, who do we have in the system? Who might be able to help us out? in 2023 and and that's really what spring training is all about coming up on lockdown angels who are the players that we're watching and why are we watching them we're going to tell you why in just a minute 
Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. These bars are so delicious and so good. What makes a Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in really great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which I can high five. I love peanut butter and I love brownies, and they put them together. And of course, coconut almond. These bars are like candy bars, but they remain healthy. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you are ready for a Built Bar, which I know that you are, here's three opportunities to grab one. First, go to their website, built.com. Wide selection of bars and puffs. I'm a personal fan of the puffs, and so I would encourage you to grab one of those. The cookie dough puff and the churro puff are delicious, by the way. Second, you can head to your nearest Walmart. Go to their pharmacy section. They have a four-bar box with flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. You can't lose with those flavors. Or third, go to Sam's Club. They have a 13-bar box that has all of their hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And when you get it, you can thank me later. Built Bars and Built Puffs, you got to try this. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, you got to check out Lockdown MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby, who's a prospect encyclopedia. And with all these non-roster invitees and other players you might see in spring training, now's the perfect time to get locked on with Locked On MLB Prospects. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. John, spring training is always fun to watch who the Angels actually have that we're not really familiar with. Mm -hmm. And they invited 38 non-roster players to come and play uh, on the team, especially Mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier, the WBC players are going to be gone. So they're going to get some great opportunities. And so what we decided to do in this segment and in the next segment is give some names of some players that we're going to personally be watching that you as the listener, as the viewer can watch as well. So John, why don't you start us? Yeah. So I picked some names that you might expect and then one you might not expect, but they're all pitchers, Mike. These are the guys that I'm going to be watching in spring training. And first up is Ben Joyce. He's a right-handed pitcher, third round pick in 2022. In AA last season, he went 1-0, so he jumped right to AA after getting drafted. He had 13 innings in 13 appearances. He had a 2.08 ERA, 11 hits, 3 earned runs, 4 walks, 20 Ks, and a 1.154 whip. That's walks and hits per innings pitch, so 1.154. Keith Law of The Athletic, who ranks prospects and does it for each system, recently ranked the top 20 in the Angels system, and he put Ben Joyce at number 19. Last spring, at the University of Tennessee, hit 105 miles per hour on his fastball, and that has been all of the talk around Ben Joyce is how hard he can throw, but here's what Keith Law had to say in his evaluation of Ben Joyce. He says he doesn't have an average secondary pitch or good command of the fastball. We've seen hard-throwing fastball guys before. I think of uh, Jordan Walden. Remember him? Yep. Had that little jump skip when he was pitching. That was such a weird wind-up. And you're like, man, is he going to be able to be consistent with that? And it was discovered that the answer was no. He wasn't going to be able to be consistent with that. And command is key. Like We've seen guys like Jose Marte throw really hard, but they got to have command. And and here's where that showed up, Mike. In 13 innings in AA, he had three hit-by-pitches. And oh, wow. so okay. he obviously command 
is kind of an issue. And so then, you're telling me that when he pitches, he should pitch against the Mariners. That's right. what you're telling me, right? Okay. <laughs> Up and in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, when I'm watching Ben Joyce in spring training, and I encourage uh, you Locked On Angels listeners and viewers to do the same, yeah. I'm watching his command. I want to see how well he can command his fastball. Obviously, I want to watch his fastball velocity because that's going to be very impressive. Right. And then I want to see whether or not he's worked on another pitch that's effective. He needs some sort of slider or a changeup, and I want to see how that thing moves. I want to see how that thing develops, because when you have a degree of separation in miles per hour between a really hot, hot, hot fastball and then a changeup or a slider, you're going to get some swings and misses. You're going to get a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, and I think there's layers to that, John. As you think about the Angels as an organization, doesn't it feel like they have a lot of pitchers like a Ben Joyce who have really strong fastballs, Mm -hmm. but then their secondary pitch isn't as developed Mm -hmm. and that they have to rely on their fastball and then they can't control their fastball. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we can watch, not just with Ben Joyce, but I think we need to really pay attention to this season is how the coaches will coach these guys. Yeah. And if they can develop that second pitch, because if they can, they can be even more effective than they already are. That's a good point. Hey, the second guy I'm looking at is Sam Bachman, obviously, right-handed pitcher, first-round pick in 2021. He, last year in A went 1-1, one and one, 43 and a two-thirds innings in 12 starts. He had a 3.92 ERA, 41 hits off of him, 19 earned runs, 25 walks, 30 Ks, a 1.5 whip. And, and here's the stat that... Uh, I'm a little nervous about Mike. Yeah. 5.2 walks per nine and a 6.2 Ks per nine. So he was hitting 102 miles per hour in college, but sat around 92 to 95 due to a back injury last season. Previously, he had a shoulder injury. Now, Keith Law said his fastball got hit hard in double A. There wasn't much movement. It had some downward movement, but other than that, that was kind of it. And then here's the kicker. He threw less than 60% of his pitches for strikes, which is why he has wow. that high uh, walks per nine, 5.2 rate right there. I'm watching the spring to see if he can get his velocity back. I want to see how his shoulder is doing. I want to see how his back is doing. And I want to see how much he hits the strike zone. And I want to watch the movement on his fastball and how he handles opposing hitting. If that fastball is not moving and it's getting hit hard, that's going to be a sign that he needs a little more time in the minor leagues with Sam Bachman. Yeah, you know, and just as you shared the the two stats and the details for both of those pitchers, Bachman and for Ben Joyce, it really opens our eyes as fans of how much we need to, and this is going to sound it's going to sound funny, how much we need to trust the organization, right? Mm. I know the organization hasn't really been trustworthy in the past. Yeah, but I hear you. But how much we need to trust the organization because these guys are not major league ready. And it's why we can't rush them. It's why we can't bring them up. It's why we can't say, hey, just throw Ben Joyce in the bullpen and have Sam Bachman right. start. Because what we're seeing is they're they're developing, but they're not developed. And that's, yes. that's a big difference in what we're hoping for as fans on the Major League roster. Let me give you my last pick, and it might be a little bit of a surprise, but it's Mason Erla, right-handed pitcher. He was a 17th round pick in 2021. Listen to this. In AA, he went 5-6. and He had a 4.28 ERA in 16 starts. 82 innings pitched, 88 hits off of him, 39 earned runs, 9 home runs, 19 walks, 64 strikeouts, a 1.305 whip. I like this number here, a 2.1 walks per 9, and a 7 Ks per 9. Pretty good, good. Yeah. for minor league numbers. So Keith Law actually ranked him at 15. He said 
He was 93, 94 miles per hour with an average slider and a good changeup. Short arm action, low three-quarter slot makes him tough on right-handed hitters, which is interesting. The changeup, he says, has big action, but not a ton of deception or velocity separation from the fastball. So that's something he's going to have to work on, either ramping up that fastball or finding a way to slow down that changeup a little bit and and kind of lob it in there. He doesn't have a real out pitch that can miss bats in the zone. Keith Law said, I'd try him in relief and see how quickly he can help the big club. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a rush for Mason Erla, but here's something that I found interesting. Uh, Mason Erla got my attention. He also got our good friend Jared Timms of, from Talking Halos his yeah. attention. Yeah. And Jared tweeted that Erla's fastball sits 94 to 96, and he has hit 98, and he's got a slider and changeup that play off the fastball well. So kind of some conflicting observations. I would trust Jared with this more because he's more familiar with our minor leaguers right. than yeah. Keith Law because Keith Law is looking at everybody, right? But Jared also posted some great video that we retweeted uh, from one of his starts over the summer. And you could see the slider versus the fastball in Mason's uh, delivery, which is cool. I'm going to be watching to see if he's somebody who can step up and get one of those, this is hard to say, 16 <laughs> sixth starter starts this season, right? We need a sixth starter 16 times at least this season. I kind of think that Mason Erla might get one of those, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I and Jared Timms actually said, uh, he, be on the lookout, he might be the surprise pick. Yeah. And that's what really caught my attention. So I'm glad that you talked about him because he does have some strong numbers and he has been in the minors now for a couple of years. And, and perhaps there is a diamond in the rough here and somebody that we can maybe rely upon, not completely, but we can put in that rotation at the sixth starter spot because we need are going to need to fulfill that at least 16 times this year. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. It's the midway point in the NBA season, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use, and you can bet on Everything from the money line to the point scorers. And if it's the Golden State Warriors, then you can bet on the threes that they're going to make. My over-under is like 2,450 because they shoot them all the time, right? Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hey, so I got to share my picks for who I'm watching in spring training. And now, Mike, you've got three picks here of guys that you want to watch in spring training, those non-roster invitees. There were 38 to choose from. I chose three. Now you chose three. Who you got for us? All right. Well, I really like Eric Torres, John. He was one of the pitchers that I mentioned, left-handed pitcher. He was a 14th round draft pick for the Angels in 2021. He was the Trash Pandas closer Mm -hmm. last season. Here's some numbers to share. Two and two, 159 ERA, 42 games, 22 saves. Here's where the big gap that stood out to me. 51 innings pitched, 81 Ks, John. But then listen to this. His whip, point. 
0.94. I like that. 0.94, which means he's controlling the strike zone, which means that he's not walking a lot of guys and they're not getting a lot of hits, which is perfect for a bullpen piece. He was actually an organizational all-star last season and he was a postseason all-star. Wow. Get this, an organization, a team in the Angels organization made the playoffs last year, John. <laughs> they made the postseason. That was exciting. And and so why I'm watching him is I think that he is a future bullpen piece and mm. maybe potentially be a future closer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that when I say future, I don't mean like two to three years down the line. I could see him maybe perhaps making an impact this season. Interesting. And perhaps even before a big name like Sam Bachman or Ben Joyce. And I I really think that he has the opportunity maybe to be on the major league roster before they get there because of how successful he's been in the minor leagues. And it would be really awesome, I think, to see somebody like an Eric Torres show up and pitch really well because our last homegrown closer was K-Rod. And before him was Percival, right? Right. And K-Rod left after the 2008 season. And so we haven't had a homegrown guy that we've really been excited about that has been successful since then. So I'm watching Eric Torres during spring training because I think that maybe perhaps we might see him make an impact in 2023, John. Even if he wasn't the closer or had some save opportunities this season, Mike, I still think he's somebody the Angels can go to yeah. for, bull- for bullpen help. And yeah. that's why I feel pretty comfortable with who we have in the bullpen because I know that major league experience, you can't take away, you can't discount major league experience. However, as we've seen with like Andrew Wentz, and Austin Warren. Remember, Austin Warren was thrown to the Wolves when he had the A's and the bases loaded, and he got out of that bases loaded jam, which was awesome. That was his first appearance. And so I think it'll be great to see some of these young guys come up whether they close, whether they get save opportunities, or just help the bullpen out this season. Second guy I'm looking at, John, is not really a rookie at all, and Angel fans are very familiar with him, and that's Chad Wallach. Oh, okay. And the reason why I'm focusing on Chad Wallach this spring training is this guy just kind of feels like the kind of guy you want on your team. He's big, mm. he's a veteran, he's 31 years old, and I look at him as maybe a backup for Max Stassi. Mm-hmm. And I know that Matt Theis is there, and Theis might have a better offensive bat, But Wallach seems like the type of guy that can really carry the uh, after Shohei Otani pitchers and Mm. and really help like a Detmers and a Sandoval and a Suarez because he knows them well because he's been in the minor leagues with them. But he's also not a minor leaguer or a rookie who's trying to figure out how to catch. He's 31 (laughs) years old, right? And and he's strong. And I I love him because he was behind the plate for the Detmers (laughs) no-hitter. I was going to say, we know he can catch because he (laughs) caught the no-hitter. And he had and he had a couple of big hits. I know he didn't come through. His numbers aren't super strong, but he had a couple of big hits when we needed him to yes, come through. Agreed. And and I I think for for somebody as a backup to Max Stassi, I think he could be really really strong there. And hopefully Stassi has a better offensive season than he did last season. And if he does, I think that this is just a benefit to our team. Well, here's here's what Chad really reminds me of. He reminds me of a guy who, if he went to the like Oakland A's, mm-hmm. he would hit 220, maybe 15 to 20 home runs, 45 to 50 RBIs, and he would crush us every weekend. Yeah, he would, would hit, he would hit 12 home runs against us. Yeah. Right. 
Right. He just has a he has a gritty, gutty kind of sense to him. And I, I really liked him when he came up. And again, I think I would take Matt Thice, uh as an offensive bat. But I really like I really like Wallach as a defensive guy. And if we're going to pick a backup, I would go Stassi and then Wallach because I think Ohapi needs to marinate a bit in the minor leagues. Wallach earned himself a lot of fans in the short time that he was up with the club last season, especially with that no-hitter and catching that for Redemers. Yep. That was really great to see. Who's your last pick, Mike? Last one is Jordan Adams, and this is a name that might okay. be familiar to Angel fans. He was the first pick for the Angels in the 2018 draft. He was 17 overall. He's currently 23 years old, and he's had over 1,200 at-bats in the minors, so he's hmm. been around for some time. Here's his slash line, and it's not too impressive. 242, 326, 670. Mm-hmm. So not much power, only 17 home runs, but John, he's got a lot of speed. He has 72 stolen bases so wow. far in the minor leagues. Wow. And he's got an 80 grade speed I like uh, that. is what Keith Law gave him. He's listed as a center fielder, but he can certainly play both left and right field. And here's some of the, the statistics, some of the background detail on him. He's really athletic, which is why the Angels drafted him. And a lot of people thought they may have stretched to get him. And that certainly sounds like what the Angels would do. But he is a raw outfield He's taken some time to really figure it out. It's taken some time for him to produce, to show that he actually can feel like a a good outfielder, feel the defense, feel the offense. His move to high A in 2021 wasn't really as successful as what he was doing before. He really regressed. His OPS was only 600 in a 71 game season. And then Mm. he had a leg injury. Mm. And so he's had had some unfortunate incidents. With Tri-City, he has looked really lost at the plate. Hmm. Um, he's, he's struck out a lot. In fact, he has a 37.8 strikeout Woo. percentage in, in his plate appearances. So he is swinging at a lot of really bad balls. And there's a lot of potential raw power that you can tap into with this guy. Mm-hmm. But he's got to figure out how to not be a free swinger. And when I say free swinger, you might think Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero knew where his bat was going to go. Yeah. And he knew where the ball was going to go. Yeah. With Jordan Adams, he just really looks lost. There's some videos on YouTube that you could check out. And you can see that he's trying to figure out what they're going to throw to him next. And it almost reminds me, John, it almost reminds me of like Joe Adele. He looks a bit lost like Joe Adele. I was just going to say, you said, uh, obviously, 2018 draft pick. Joe Adele was also a Billy Epler pick, first round pick. Billy Epler just went after these very athletically gifted guys. He did. Who just don't seem to have the skills yet the baseball yeah. skills right yeah. like these are guys who could play you would you would pick them up on a pickup game of football and say oh i pick joe right i, I right. pick jordan adams right and he would crush it you could and pull it would his flag it. he would he would hit threes right yes, <laughs> like, exactly yeah. exactly and, and, and when it comes to baseball it's like we got these very athletically gifted guys who don't seem to have the baseball skills at the plate or yeah. even in the outfield like yeah jordan adams can run obviously he's got an 80 grade speed grade that's insane yeah and so obviously the guy if he gets on base can steal some bases but he's got to be able to put it together at the plate like that's that's 80 percent of the game hitting right like good grief you know and and so it just goes back to these billy epler picks that are really interesting to me yeah so i go with eric torres 
I go with Chad Wallach, and I would say you need to pay attention to Jordan Adams. I think that those would be the guys that this spring training, you could really see some, hopefully some growth in them. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Chad Wallach on the Major League roster. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Eric Torres on the Major League roster in 2023. There's some good picks. We hope that you enjoyed uh, listening to our picks. And if you have any to share, comment below on YouTube or send them to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you there. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB prospect show with our friend Lindsey Crosby. He is going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Rose on Twitter and Instagram. Again, we'd love to hear your feedback about today's episode. If you've got anybody that you're watching of the non-roster invitees, let us know. Mike, what do we have on deck for Wednesday's show? John, I'm convinced that the offense is going to be better this year than it was last year. Okay. And I'm not convinced because Mike Trout and Shohei Otani will be healthy and Rendon will be healthy. I'm convinced because of some of the guys that they've brought in. So we're going to share some stats with you that will prove that the Angels were really fighting with maybe like one arm tied behind their back last year (laughs) as they were playing offense. So tomorrow we're going to tell you why the offense this year is going to be better than the offense last year. We hope you'll join us for that conversation tomorrow. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us and we'll see you again on Wednesday.